Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Church and welcome to another Thursday evening teaching. I'm so glad you're here with us again. We're coming to the end of a year. It's been a long year for some of us, but it's been such a blessing to be able to gather each week and preach the Word of God and learn more about Him. And you know, if you're looking for a new church and you live on the Gold Coast, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We're a friendly church. We preach the Word of God. They're really the only two things you need to be looking for. We're also now meeting on Sunday afternoons at 3 p.m. at Yatla. So if you live in the Brisbane area or even Logan and Beanley, come and join us. We'd love to see you there. Contact us for details and we'll let you know exactly where we're meeting. Why don't you join me now in the Lord's Prayer? We pray this prayer every time we meet because it's such a declaration. It's... It's what Jesus taught us to pray. We should do it more often. He said, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. This week we're going to continue our series from the book of Colossians. As you know already, it's a devotional study, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and it has the potential for bringing great blessings into the lives of those who participate. So please let me encourage you, share this message, share this series, like it. Send it to your friends. Let's get them involved as well. These messages from Colossians will take us from now We've been going for a little while now, through to the end of the year. We may even creep into January just a little bit, every Thursday night. And today we're talking about from shadow to reality. The text we're going to concentrate on is Colossians 2.17. It says, which are shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Bit of a weird scripture, right? So let's look at it in context. Let's look at Colossians 2. 16 through to 23. Verse 16. Now I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever version you like. But it's always good to have your Bible when you attend church or when you attend a Bible study. Verse 16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink, or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. I'm just going to pause there for a minute. I see way too much stuff on social media and Christians arguing about exactly those things. What you should eat or drink. Should you celebrate a festival? I'm talking about Hebrew holidays. Should you celebrate the Sabbath? That's got to stop. There are a shadow of things to come, it says, but the substance is of Christ, this says. Verse 18, let no one cheat you on your reward taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which has not been seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head of whom all the body is nourished and knit together by the joints and the ligaments, grows with increase that is from God. Verse 20, Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? 
do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. Which all these, sorry, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and the doctrines of men. We've got to get away from the commandments and the doctrines of men, people. Verse 23, these things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. We could actually point that passage of scripture to all of those people who call themselves believers that don't like the church. It's an imposed self-religion. It's a false humility. It's a neglect of the body. They're just indulgences of the flesh. Let's pray for offering before we go any further. If you've got your seed and you're ready to sow, hang on to it. The details will be on the bottom of the screen for you. Father, as long as we live on this earth, help us to seek you daily and walk in a loving, believing fellowship with you, always, even in the hard times. Lord, we pray when Jesus comes back that we won't be found hiding or doing things we shouldn't. And, and Lord, without our, our lamps ready to go, may we be waiting and longing, but also working busily about the daily tasks for building a well-rounded kingdom life here on earth. Lord, we know part of our daily duties is bringing our gifts into the storehouse, but we also know that giving is more than an obligation, Lord. We give because we love and we count it as a privilege and a blessing to invest part of ourselves into your kingdom. Lord, use our gifts to your glory and use our lives likewise to bring honour to your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Many today want the good life. They want it apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's been written, ethics without religion has little power to endure. The French Revolution began by hitting the idealistic notes of liberty and equality and community but it was no deeper than idealism. Sounds a little bit like what's happening with green energy, doesn't it? Its power for good was quickly exhausted and uncontrolled violence broke out. Get ready for that. Many countries are going to see it soon. When man has no more than his own spirit to rely on, his goodness turns sour. He needs divine support. He will live most meaningfully when he responds to the goodness of God. People want the results of religion without the discipline and the commitment. doesn't work that way. Paul cautioned the Colossian Christians against having that same attitude. He had just demonstrated how Christ had set them free by his death on the cross from all things that would enslave them and would destroy them. But people were coming along behind Paul, teaching the people that there were certain matters of Jewish practice that had to be kept, certain observances they had to maintain, certain ways of looking at life and religion that they had to adopt. And Paul replied to these things that they were only shadows, but the real thing was Christ. We too are often tempted to take the shadow and pass up on the reality, aren't we? But 
We are to go from the shadow to the reality. We are to go from what the world is telling us to Christ. First thing we're looking at this evening is we can go from shadow to reality in the matter of the observances. Ceremonies can become substitutes. The Colossians were observing religious rituals. We're seeing this in some churches even today. Such ceremonies can become substitutes for the real thing. Instead of meeting Christ in faith, some likes to substitute ritual for reality. Did you know it is possible for the people to sit in a church for a lifetime and never meet Christ in faith? It's sad, isn't it? The ritual for some has been the substitute for reality for forever. Ceremonies can lead to spiritual pride. Spiritual pride was one of the problems of the Colossian church. Those who were calling for the ceremonies and the accompanying philosophies thought themselves better than others. Can we still see that today? In fact, the very name of the party, the Gnostics, means the knowing ones. They thought themselves the ones in the know. Everyone else was in the dark. Second thing this evening is we can go from shadow to reality in the matter of freedom. Christian freedom is found in Christ and only in Christ. Paul declared in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Freedom comes in Christ. Christian freedom lives in love. Freedom in Christ doesn't mean license. Rather, it's freedom that's lived in love. Love gives a lot more limits than law does. Yet these are the self-imposed limits of love, not the externally exposed limits set and led by ritual and requirements. It was Augustine who said that Christians should love God and do what they like. If they love God, they will like the things of God. Let me say that again, because that's, that's a really deep statement that a lot of people may just gloss over. Christians should love God and do what they like. Because if they love God, they will like the things of God. A third thing this evening is we can go from shadow to reality in the matter of restrictions. This is an important one. Think of the last two years. Restrictions do not originate in Christ. Colossians 2.20 indicates that in Christ, believers have died to the world's control of their lives. As a church, we did not miss a service. We met every single week during the lockdown. We found a way every single time. Because Christ is our leader. The world does not control our lives. If they have died to externally impose controls on life, why should they continue to live under them? If you have died to the controls of the world, why live under them? Restrictions do not lead to devotion in Christ. Many people who left the church during the lockdowns never returned. That's not devotion in Christ. Ministers, you've got a lot to answer for if you were one of those churches that closed down and your people haven't come back. When religion is negative, 
It is because it is based on keeping the regulations, not on devotion and dedication to Christ. Just keeping the restrictions may have been an excuse in duty, not an exhibition of love to the Lord who gives us life. Restrictions do not lead to victory in life. The person who lives under those restrictions may appear to have a regulated and disciplined life, but the regulation is coming from rules. It's not the victory of faith. It does not overcome temptation. It does not win over the pull of the world, does it? In verse 23, it's made plain that the indulgence of the flesh is restrained by faith in Christ and dependence on his power. Let me say that again. Verse 23 makes it very plain, very clear, that the indulgence of the flesh is restrained by faith in Christ and dependence on his power and his power alone. Merely keeping the rules is inadequate. Merely keeping the rules is inadequate. God treats us as real people who have to make decisions and live with victory in the cesspit of the daily world. The ability to do this comes only through faith in Christ. As we finish up this evening, think about this. We can go from shadow to reality when we pass from a mere keeping of the regulations to living by faith in Christ. Why be satisfied with the shadow when there is a reality that frees and gives us life, a new life? I encourage you, if you get one thing out of this evening, listen to my next sentence. The good and moral and ethical life only comes through Christ. I want to encourage you to adopt that. You can have that life right now. And I really want to encourage you, as I do every time we meet, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him and He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body if you allow Him to. And you're important to God. You know that already. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching or listening to this. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. This year, 2022, has been a year of repentance and of blessings. But as we move into 2023, it's a new year, it's a new season, and it will be a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. If you want everything that's been taken from you, given back, and some, let me encourage you to start getting closer to Christ. If you're not in a church, get into one. If you're looking for a church, come and join us at the refinery. Because that divine restoration and that divine recovery is right around the corner. And until next time, stay in the blessings.